What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 117 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, we got my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Not much. Just here to uh, play games and chew bubble gums. Bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble gum. So, <laughs> so yeah. Indeed, indeed. And of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, my friend? Not much, man. Uh, everything's all good in the hood over here. Uh, I just got uh, my first vaccination yesterday, so whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Any side effects? Uh, just maybe a headache, but probably because... <laughs> The only thing I ate prior, I didn't eat anything, and so I went to go grab some In-N-Out afterwards. So yeah, I was pretty hungry by the time I was sitting down. They had everyone in a room, like uh, trying to recover from the shot, and um, you know the instructions said I had to sit there for a half an hour, but they reduced that to 15 minutes. But still, it's like all all these folks inside this one big room, sitting on individual chairs, swiping at their phones. It's like, come on, just mm -hmm. let me go. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be only um only uh fifteen minutes and only they only keep you for thirty minutes if you actually have a um if you have a history of anaphylaxis they might keep yeah, you. Yeah, uh, no, they they kept they kept me for fifteen, they didn't keep me for thirty, so okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Joe Philaxis. <laughs> well, uh well I'm glad that that went well for you. I haven't uh I haven't taken mine yet. I'm I'm semi-conspiratorial when it comes to this. Uh, when it comes to this, this flu thing. I mean, not the flu thing. The uh, the vaccine. I, I'm going to need to see some more data, and uh, considering considering when the considering the administration that was in power when this vaccine was created, uh, that's even more reason for me to be a little bit more apprehensive. Um, so uh, this thing, this I, when I look at these vaccines and thing, I just, I just, just says Tuskegee experiment. But I'm somewhat conspiratorial when it comes to, when it comes to many things. So it is what it is. But I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. But so we're not, we're not a conspiracy podcast. We are a gaming podcast, and our first topic on the docket is going to be what we've been playing, which is our playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off this week? What you been playing, man? few odds and ends it's like i've been kind of jumping back and forth between a few things so uh me and des uh played borderlands 3 a couple times this week i've still i've been dabbling in the game too and so nothing to where i'm like you know just playing it hard and heavy or anything like that i played you know sparingly on there uh, i'm kind of waiting because i know des is all deep in the into the ghost of shoshima so he's all up in that business so but uh um, been enjoying that quite a bit um 
started i don't know for whatever reason i had um downloaded and i was playing some more dig dug and so part of me is trying to get a trophy because i'm looking at the trophies for some reason in this game and i'm trying to get a particular trophy uh to black out and basically dig through the entire stage on here and it's just something where i just was like kind of mentally i usually don't look at trophies but it's something to where i was just like okay i want to try to get this i want to try to get all the trophies for this game and so it's been uh interesting to say the least it's rinse and repeat i've, I've tried like a good i would say between two uh, two different play style, pre two different play attempts around like an hour and a half trying to clear the effing stage on <laughs> dig dug for god's sake so Still not successful. I'll probably try to knock it out on there. I'm enjoying playing it. It's just something I could play in the background and talk to Dez and just like hang out and just kind of decompress a little bit too. So that's funny though. I didn't real. I didn't. I never thought you as a as a um, a trophy hunter. Like I'm a little. You know, it, it flares up every now and then. I usually don't care, but it's <laughs> it like, flares you up. Know, it flares up yeah it's, it's like it's okay. like a medical condition or something. yeah you're like ooh, trophy i got that itch yeah especially i mean i, I know with the capcom beat-em-up collection i was looking to try to grab that but that, that's kind of dissipated but i still might try to go and just at least uh, i think one of the trophies is uh, offline uh you have to go through each of the games and beat each game to completion which is obviously easy because you just have to take the time to beat the games with the credits that you have and that kind of thing and then play all the games online with folk on here and so we haven't played every game in that collection yet so it's an, it's another one where i'm kind of looking at you know i don't necessarily look at my trophy score and say oh i want to get up to this level or anything i'm just looking at um you know having it being something to motivate me to continue to play certain games you know so give me a reason to fire it up so i still don't know what a trophy level means yeah i have no i never had any inclination to figure that out i i see my number up there and it's like i have no idea what that's supposed to mean because i i've never been a, a trophy hunter achievement getter if i get them i get them if i don't i don't i don't play games for the trophies or achievements so I, I might have do no it idea for, what that means. <laughs> well, I might do it for uh, for Ghost only because I'm like, oh, Ghost, you know, and uh, this really kind of, I mean, it's just it's just bragging rights. That's all it is. Mm. Yeah, it's just something to where I know before back when uh, achievements was initialized from Xbox, as Xbox 360 was the first console that introduced those, and it was at at that time, you know, just looking at your score and you know. I never got as bad as like I know that you could get the Avatar Last Airbender game, and um, if you do a particular thing in the beginning of the game, you could get a, a thousand uh, gamer score on it. You know, so it's like I kind of looked at that as like oh, I'm not going to play that trash ass game <laughs> just to get <laughs> uh, a higher achievement count on there. But you know, for some gamers, it's like a, a good. Uh, uh, you know, something that they could kind of laud as far as uh, their achievements and or trophies uh, playing yeah, games. And, yeah. I know Mr. Fred French, one of our listeners of the show, he's up to, I think, 100,000 gamer score on Xbox. So, yikes. So, so you know, off, way, way Fred. more than me. Way, yeah, way damn, more Fred. than me. I know. <laughs> so, Fred's not but, messing around. Yeah. 
Uh, also been playing Crimson Land. Uh, I still would recommend this game. This is a PS4, PS5 joint uh, indie game. It's really cheap, and it's like an overhead shooter. And basically, you have different game modes with it. You have a, like a roguelike mode where you're sitting there and going through different stages and getting uh, different weapons and trying to gather that. But there's also a, like an unlimited like score chase on there. And, uh, you know, it's something also, too, where I could throw on and just play on there. In fact, uh, today I was playing a little bit. I threw some, uh, uh, God, Freddie Hubbard in the background on Spotify. I, I queued down all the, the deep, crazy-ass metal music that I was sitting there shooting folks to Freddie Hubbard and <laughs> jamming to some 70s jazz with some, like, you know, deep, you know, bass and some keyboard tones going on just shooting folks in the face you know shooting zombies and, and whatnot in the face it's just it's just fun 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 to play per se so um play some more division two um been uh, going back and forth uh did play some more with dgh radio crew on xbox i really need a cross save in this game because i don't want to dedicate uh as much as i love to play with chris and eric yeah, uh, it's. I don't know if I want to put the time in again to get to level 40 and to be able to grind that game down a bit. You know, I went back to my PS5 save and, uh, you know, I just I don't want to take the time to do that. I just wish they would just introduce the cross save at least so I could just, uh, you know, play that multiplayer without worrying about like, you know, leveling up and whatnot. I just don't want to do it again, you know, so. I don't blame sad, you. sad, sad panda face on that. But uh, last but not least, as far as there's a couple more games, I went back to Destruction All Stars this uh, last couple of days, and just to have something to play. In fact, there's double XP over this weekend, and uh, obviously I'm earning XP to earn points to get emotes for my characters, which I don't know if I really care about or not. But uh, uh, on the surface, the game is still fun to play. It's like something just to throw on and kind of relax you know sitting there and i'm getting the gameplay of a little bit uh, a little bit more on there i still still think the on foot aspects of it are kind of lacking in my opinion in the whole thing about wrecking your car and trying to go and secure another car and that kind of thing uh but uh, a couple of characters that kind of stood out to me blue fang i like his uh a hero car and uh also too is still um playing with ultimo barricado as well on there i i just love the fact that the hero cars have different attributes i just almost wish they would took, take the on foot portions of that game away on that and uh online it seemed pretty cool i mean uh you know i'm still trying to get used to you trying to you know accelerate using the right analog stick to you know, obviously do better crashes with that. I just kind of wish the crash techniques would just be based on momentum on there or figure out another technique. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you guys are interested in going back. Kev, I know you played this, like, I think three or four weeks ago when it was initially uh, put on Plus. Is there something that is going to steer you back to this game or is it going to get deleted off your hard drive, El Pronto Tonto, if it, not, if it already hasn't have been uh, off your hard drive? Yeah, it, it 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 needs it needs ranged weapons. This this game screams for ranged weapons on the on the vehicles. Um, if the, this game could if this game played like Vigilante Eight, I would have no problem. And, and I know a lot of people say, well, you know, if you if you like Vigilante Eight so much, just go back and play it. This is something different. 
yeah, I get that, but in these closed arenas, just driving around, smashing into other cars until you build your meter up to grab your hero car is just is kind of boring to me. Once I get past all the glitz and the 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 Fortnite wannabe, the Fortnite reject designs of the characters, it, it, it's the gameplay loop is just not very fun. If the arenas were bigger, had ranged weapons, where there was more of a strategy involved, then I would have a lot more. I'd have a lot more interest in the game. But you know, it's in my PlayStation Plus library. If they ever make some upgrades that seem intriguing to me, I can always go back to it. But right now, it's 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 not even on my radar right now unfortunately because yeah, at, at first glance i thought it would look pretty dope i thought it was going to be kind of cool but playing it there's not a whole lot there and i've never played it i have it and i've downloaded it but i've just never i uh, took the time to down took the time to actually play it um i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind trying it joe if you if you are still wanting to to play it with someone i wouldn't mind you know trying it but so i've yeah, never even yeah. tried it so I wouldn't mind. It seemed like it'd, it'd be like if we did have a game night again, be a good game night game to just play in the background and hang out kind of thing. So, and uh, I'm, you know, obviously it, it's something to where I was just looking for something to play car wise and I didn't fire up breakfast. Of course, I fired this up just to kind of give it another look see on there and, uh, you know, had fun uh, with the hero car and, you know, obviously, especially with the, the one character, um, God, Blue Fang. I, I like the fact he has like uh, these uh, uh, big buzz saws in front that you could queue up on there. So you know, and you know whether I'm going to invest a lot of time in it. Eh, we'll see. So, and last game on my playlist for this week, uh, I fired up because of the um, announcement a week ago for Samurai Warriors Five coming out. I dug into my Muso backlog and, and installed and started to play Samurai Warriors Four on here and i totally even though i bought this back in the day i bought it when it came out back in 2014 and i have never played it so in fact i, I kind of knew that the for the fact because i had trophies popping off like mad once i started playing the game on there and uh man oh man oh man i just wish i would have played it sooner than that because um you know this takes like kind of the muso formula from uh, prior games and i you know i've dabbled in the samurai warrior series but like the last one prior to four was on like the wii and so uh kind of comparing it to like sengoku basara which was capcom's take on the warriors formula and uh, man oh man i'm like sitting here popping away they added uh hyper attacks which is like a super fast attack and so you got that plus you got rage mode in here plus your standard attacks and obviously your big Muso special on here. But the hybrid attacks are really cool because it's like, you know, literally I'm just like sweeping across the damn battlefield like some crazy ass <laughs> hyperactive god, it seems like, you know, I'm sitting there getting like combos up to the 1500s, you know. And so it kind of reminds me of that uh, old E3 video from Konami where they, you, know, you have Tak Fuji going, one million troops, you know, sitting there <laughs> just wiping out folks and all that stuff. And uh, what I've played of it so far, I mean, it's pretty cool. And it will give me kind of a good taster, uh, see if I want to pick up Samurai Warriors 5, which I'll probably already will. But, you know, it's like 
you know, it's kind of cool to just to play a Musou game where I'm not sitting here, okay, I'm worrying about, like, the crossovers with Zelda or Dragon Quest or other characters in the series. I get to actually get to the Japanese battlegrounds in this particular title. Samurai Wars is about Japan. Dynasty Wars is about China. So it's, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed these games, and I'll be definitely playing this a bit more on that, so... And you can kind of see it's an early PlayStation 4 game because a lot of it, like, you had to hit the touch screen to pause and hit the touch screen to go to the next screen. So they were just figuring that out way back when. But uh, I, I would definitely recommend giving this game a shot if you want to try a move. So it's like 10 bucks at GameStop if you, if you could find it in stock. So on here. But you got your standard stuff, story mode. You got uh, also like a thing where you could create your own character and do a uh, kind of an RPG type mode as well into the game. So so that might interest you, Desmond, if you got an itch, itch for some Muso action. Why, why are you going to bring me up? Why you gotta, why, why, why you gotta put me out in front street? Because you know I like my stuff. Why, why, why you gotta do that? Yeah, I'm being complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's called? Okay. Yes. I'm just messing with oh. you, Jeff. Well, well, speaking of which, Des, what you been playing? What have I been playing? Um, yeah. What have I? What have I not been playing? Um, well, I'm gonna say the elephant in the room. I've been playing so much, so much. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima game is just brilliant. Um, if you, if y'all haven't played it, please, you know, go out, purchase it, play it, download it. It is such a fantastic game. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really super enjoying it. So please definitely, uh, go check it out. It's, it's just a great game. I I cannot give it enough, um, kudos. It's most likely going to be my game, um, of the year, even though it came out a long time ago, but it's, it's going to most likely be one of the games uh, on the list for my games of the year. Fantastic game. Uh, and then I've just been, oh, I played Borderlands 3 with Joe, um, just trying to, I, I, that's a nice little time waster, uh, game, spoke about it before, it's definitely got that kind of, you know, um, that narrative is kind of like, you know, mid, mid early 2000s kind of stuff, and so people are all, you know, super badasses and stuff, so, it's a little long in the tooth, but, eh, what are you gonna do? Um, with cheese, so. Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? So, uh, it is what it is. It doesn't make any pretenses to be anything else, which I think is great. It knows what it is, and it gives you that. So, um, and that's good. I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, and then I, I took advantage of the indie sale, and I've been playing a lot of indie games. Um, I got uh, Forgone, which, which is a game that's very much like Dark Souls. Uh, sorry, uh, Dead Cells. Um, you know, pixel art running around, um, you know, you're this arbiter has to run around a, a dystopian future, collect stuff and kill people. Uh, but the cool thing about it is, is all there's, there's like upgrade trees. It's a, it's like an action RPG and, and it's, it's really, it's really fun. The mechanics are solid. Um, it's, it's actually, it's more like a Metroidvania. It's not a, a it's more like a Metroidvania is, is really what I would put it in. Um, but it's good. I got it. I got it on sale, which was fantastic. Um, and it's just been really taking a, a lot of my time if I'm not playing a uh, ghost. Also got a game uh, uh, going under, 
which is which is just a silly beat 'em up brawler. You know, you play this girl who's who who's um who's an intern at like a soda company and they make different types of sodas. But as an intern in the city, there's goblins. And so the goblins like live underground. And so you, you're, you're, you're tasked to go in and beat the crap out of these goblins and stop them from, from assaulting the, the, the basement of this soda company. And there's, you know, there's other stuff going on, but the goblins, all they want to do, well, the, the problem is the goblins keep stealing office supplies and stuff because the goblins, like, don't have a life of their own and they're just imitating, like, business. And so there's, like, a big goblin who acts like the manager, but he's doing, he, it's all broken English and stuff and you have to go down there and kill them. It's really, it's just a very bizarre, um, bizarre game. But, sounds, but it's a beat like up. my office, so. Yeah, yeah, it probably could be your office. It definitely could be the office. So... Um, or any or any large corporate or government agency. So, so uh, it's 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 a fun it's a fun game. It's very colorful, um, oozing with personality. Uh, you have different weapons you can pick up and and attack. Um, it's just a fun little. It's just, it's just a fun time, and I, I think that's what's really great about it. It's just a fun time. Um, I also got They Are Billions, and I've been trying to play that. It is a steep learning curve. Um, but if you're willing to invest time in, in it, you might actually uh, enjoy it. Uh, also picked up Children of Morta, which is, one of, which is one of Joe's favorite games. He really enjoys it. Um, I'm going to have to start playing that. Another pixel, um, pixel game um, that looks like it's going to be fun i haven't started playing it yet but i can't wait to play it um and then i picked up ninjas ninja saviors um return of the warriors joe has said it's a pretty good game it's a four-player uh brawler um like uh, streets of rage and all that and so i'm excited to play that do you have that game kev i do not I, in fact uh, i've okay. never heard of it you oh might, wow kev yeah yeah so uh... you might want to pick it up it's based on that old Taito Ninja Warriors arcade game, which is like um, had like that three wide screen. If you remember, like the old Darius or oh 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 uh, oh, you're talking about yeah. Oh okay, yeah, I have that game. Yeah, I did. Okay, it it, it, just, it just took me took me for a loop. It, yeah, yeah, it's the, the one where yeah, I know you the robotic ninjas and each one yeah, has like exactly. a special ability. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got that game. I got that game. Yeah, so I'm ex I'm excited to play that in our. I don't know why I didn't I didn't recognize it. <laughs> when he's, I like, I never well, I never heard of it until I actually saw it and and I talked to Joe and he's just like you should get it. I have it and I'm like well of course you have it but I was just, so it's like so so you're gonna say something Joe? Oh no, just uh, the um. Ninja, it's called Ninja Saviors here, Return of the Warriors, yeah. but it's really just basically a sequel to Ninja Warriors from back in the day. And this is like a remake of a, um, a Super Famicom game that never was released here, but uh, kind of takes that uh, like late era Super Nintendo, Super Famicom style and kind of remakes this game. And uh, I think it's uh, quite worthy. Uh, I haven't fired it up yet, but I'm going to see if it is multiplayer. I think it's up to two players, I think, and you could go and play that. I thought it was four, on... but I don't know. Maybe I yeah. thought it was four, but okay, cool. Yeah, so it's definitely uh, worthy, of, if, especially if you do like some beat-em-ups on there to give it a shot. 
on there. Cool. So. I'm definitely gonna play it with one of you because it it looks great. Like it looks it looks great. So I'm getting you know Captain Commando vibes and you know Capcom beat 'em up vibes. So I'm I'm down. I am down um, to play it because I'm just like it looks it looks great. So. Um, and then lastly, we really haven't, uh, we haven't really played, uh, Outriders. So, and that was just because, uh, we kind of, we kind of played the crap out of it and we all kind of put it down because this is a game that we're going to be buying when it comes out. So, um, so we really haven't been playing it much, much anymore, though I wouldn't mind getting back to it just a little bit. I know Joe wanted to play, um, the trickster. Because he wanted to play all the classes, and I, I, I am down for that. Because I've already played all the classes, maxed them all out. So, so I'm down to whenever Joe's ready to to go back and play that game. I'm down to play it. So, but um, but those are the only games that I've been playing. So, Kevin, what games have you been playing, my friend? Well, the only game I've been playing. Well, I've I've been playing two games. One is I'm playing the game of learning the app. Huh? <laughs> so. <laughs> So I'm still working with I'm I'm using Procreate and Affinity Photo on iPad, learning how to get uh, learning how to use those applications for my side project and I don't know it's like the, the more I I still I I'm still gonna learn Procreate because I'm using Procreate to design my my site logo but the more I think about it just so I can get this thing up and going I may farm that out. Um, I have I haven't made a decision yet because I know what I want I know what I want my logo to look like it's just a matter of actually doing it and mastering and Procreate is not a hard program you know for from what uh, graphic artists have talked about it's actually very intuitive it's it's easy to grasp but it's just I got I got old man old man tech learning new technology disease it's just like ah. So I may wind up farming it out, but the only game I've been playing is Persona Five Strikers, and the more I play it, the, the the better that game has become. It's it's in my opinion, it's just as good as Persona Five. It it's just a persona. It's a Persona game with Muso elements to it, and there is a unique beat to it, a rhythm in in the gameplay. Before I was trying to play, I was trying to play the game like a Muso, and you really can't do that. You have to play it, play the game like a Persona game. And what I mean by that is, it's like the battlefield is not a typical Muso where you're just a dude or a couple of people running around and fighting hordes and hordes of enemies. The battlefield is laid out like an open world. It is not open world, but it's laid out like the Persona games where you move and reveal different parts of the dungeon or the jails in this case. They're not they're not palaces or they're jails. It's basically the same thing, but you as you come up upon shadow representate rep, shadow avatars, you have to treat them like you would in the Persona 5 game, meaning sneak up behind them, come up from behind, rip their masks off. That puts them in a weakened state. It also allows you to do a group attack to start the battle off. Um, once you do that, you have the uh, an overwhelming advantage. More often than not, you're going to be taking out the entire 
whatever, however many shadows are represented in that one avatar, you'll probably take them out with that one sneak attack. And before I was playing the game, because I'm playing the game on hard, and I was just like, oh, there's a shadow, let me go, let me go take it out. And you can do that, but you really have to play the game like you're playing it, playing a persona game. That means you're you're paying attention to who's got who, you know, who's got the heat meter, who's ready for the baton pass, even though there's no you can you can pass the baton anytime you want to and for those who've played persona you know what the baton pass is um you also have to monitor what the ai is doing with your other characters because if you don't you know you'll be you'll be busy you know fighting a battle and then you come come to find out why is my other members of my team how come these guys are low on magic or low on health? What the hell happened? <laughs> it's just like the Persona game. You have to be mindful of what's going on. I mean, the AI is only going to do so much. And uh, you have to be cognizant of what's going on with the members of your team and switch to them if you see them using, you know, using magic a little bit too much. You know, you take control of that character to slow that down. And the, the, the neat thing about Strikers is that you can use your persona anytime if it's part of a combo. And the cool thing about it, like I've, I've already opened up a Joker skill tree completely. I'm working on Morgana and I've got a couple of just the members that I'm, I've started out using and what the game wants you to do is they want you to spread control. You know, they want you to spread the control of the different characters amongst all of the all of the members of the group. And that way, if you've been that way, you're not just using one core group because each of those members, their personas are strong against other shadows. You know, if they have a a, a lightning attack and you're fighting. Shadows that are weak against lightning, you're going to want to have uh, those members of your party strong and with high uh, build up their combo trees enough to where they can just bring the persona out and attack with it without having to depend on magic consumption. So it, the game is phenomenal. Um, I would say if you have any affinity for the persona series at all, get it. It, it, this this is probably going to be this is definitely going to be in my game of the year discussion. Uh, the more I play it, the more I think it's it's going to be. It, it may very well be my game of the year. I don't know yet. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to jump to that conclusion. But that's been the only game I've been playing. So uh, we are going to kick kick over to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. So, Dez, I'm passing the mic to you. What's going on in the main event, bro? All righty. So, uh, thanks, Kev. So, with our main event, we started talking about VR. Um, as PlayStation has a new VR uh, coming out, the question that we asked was, uh, with the announcement of the next iteration of the PlayStation VR, what is your interest in the VR technology and gaming? Excited for the latest and greatest or not sure if it's up your alley? Uh, let us know what you're feeling about where VR is now uh, for your personal 
uh, and your interest in the future, uh, for, for you personally, and for your interest in the future of the technology. So uh, we, had a, we, had a, we had a pretty good conversation on our Discord. Um, and again, we always encourage folks to, to come to our Discord and have conversations with us and our, and our, and our members. So Willie D on Discord says, easy for me, my current PC rig was aimed at 4K VR flight and driving simulators. In my opinion, the HP Reverb G2 is currently the best overall headset for that purpose. And he goes, he goes on to elaborate, uh, the experience with Microsoft Flight Simulator, Digital Combat Simulator, D DCS, Elite Dangerous, and Star Wars uh, Squadrons is outstanding and will only get better with the hardware and software uh, iterations. Every day, I can't wait to log into Microsoft Flight Simulator for my near daily flight. The only problem, uh, you, have, uh, you, have, uh, you have to have cutting edge hardware for that experience. And even then, I'm pushing hardware to the max. Uh, the next, uh, the next gen CPU, Intel 12, uh, 12th gen Elder Lake, uh, later this year, and GPU NVIDIA of uh, 4000 S 4000s series, maybe the sweet spot for 4K 9 Hertz VR. And he he actually references his rig, which is great. Thank you for doing that. Uh, his rig is uh, CPU uh, overclocked i7. Uh, 10K water-cooled, GPU 3090 Kingpin water-cooled, RAM 64GB DDR4, headset HP Reverb G2. I may jump into the i9-11K uh, if there's enough of a performance jump, but I will definitely jump to 12th gen once the CPU is available. Unfortunately, the 12th gen will require a new motherboard slash chipset. Wow, that's that's... Okay, so this is. I'm glad that we asked this question because Willie D is here for it. He is definitely, you know, the person on our on our on our Discord who knows a lot about computers, a lot about rigs. Um, so if you're interested in talking to him, uh, definitely join our Discord uh, because he's the man. Um, and then Gerald responded, which is really cool. Um, uh, and as for me, uh, he's not interested in VR. Uh, is just not my bag, but I see what people like it. Maybe in a in the far far future, and that's actually where I am, uh, Gerald. Um, right right now, personally for me, I'm not sure if if I'm there for it. Uh, not that it's bad or anything. I just don't think that I'm I'm there for it. Um, but I'm thinking in the future. Or, or you know, in, in a couple generations when it's a lot more. I mean, not to say that it's not cost affordable now. I think that there are a lot of pretty nice, you know, budget options for basic, basic VR if you want to just experience the technology, you know, and not and not go into it as as much as um, as much as Willie Willie has uh, or Will has. So you can definitely. Um, I mean, there are options. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on, on, on this conversation? And I could get to Joe first, because I know you, you currently have a VR rig, and you've played VR, and you've done VR. Uh, what are your thoughts? I haven't really messed with my PlayStation VR as much as I thought I was going to. It's, it's connected. It's ready to go. Well, why do you um, think you haven't? I, I think it's just I haven't taken the time to, you know, I remember when you came over my old house and we're checking it out. And, you know, it's just like I'm, I'm waiting for 
uh, taking the time to go in and, and giving a few games a shot. And what I'm planning on doing uh, between now and the next iteration of PlayStation VR, at least, is to um, play around with it some more, check it out on the PS5, running some of the um, PS4 games in backwards compatibility. I, I took out, I own Blood and Truth, and I know that's one of the games that has been enhanced for PS5, and so I definitely want to give that a shot. Um, I did buy Star, Star Wars Squadrons back in November, wanting to give it an, uh, a VR playthrough, because you can play through the entire game in VR. Um, I went to GameStop earlier this week, and uh, one of the announcements, because we talked about where they announced six different uh, VR games, uh, I think a week or two ago, PlayStation did, and they finally, you know, a lot of people were wondering if they were even going to bring anything to the table for VR, but uh, one of the games they announced was Doom 3 VR, and so I saw that on pre-order at GameStop for like 20 bucks for the retail version, and I figured that would be a cool game to play in VR, and that comes out at the end of this month, so... So I'm going to make a concerted effort to at least get some play out of my unit, see if I really like it, see how my experience is with it, you know, as far as playing it for like an hour or two and see if I have any detriment to it. There's also a, one of the other games they announced is a game called Zenith, which is a, a VR RPG, MMORPG. So imagine playing an MMORPG, but in VR on here so and they have vr combat you could join a guild and uh i'm really curious about that that game as well so that game is supposed to be out you know later this year but we'll have to see on this is if they can incorporate a uh our mmorpg into the vr space i mean that i think that would be something where i i think you might be interested in uh, des i don't know if that's a good enough hook for you or I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds interesting um, yeah. for, for, for what they're trying to do with it. So I just yeah. might have to look look into that and see, hey, you know, what... I mean, it really it really comes down to to um, two things for me. Accessibility and, and if I'm able to actually uh, withstand uh, the motion sickness um, and and the, the, the kind of uh, wave of, of of nausea that I get sometimes with it, and I know that you, Kev, um, have ha, have have uh, issues with that as well. Correct? Yeah, it, it's my prescription. My eyes have to process the prescription on top of the VR motion, and my brain is reacting to what it's seeing, and it's just it's just a cluster. So I, I, I physically can't do VR. And, and it's like I mentioned, and I went into greater detail on last week's episode about that. But yeah. VR is not, is not on the, in the cars for me at all. And even if it was, the only type of games I want to play are games like, you know, House of the Dead, you know, stuff that, that more like light gun type games. Mm-hmm. And it just it doesn't make financial sense to spend three, four hundred bucks on the VR headset just to play you know, time cops, which is the only thing I would want to do with it. So uh, I I could enjoy games like that without a VR headset. I have no interest in flight simulators. I have no interest in driving simulators. I have no interest in even games like uh, TIE Fighter or or X-Wing Squadron uh, because they're a little bit too too simulator-centric. 
you know, I, I'm straight up arcade oriented when it comes to my to my when it comes to my gaming. So uh, just for the just because of that, even if I did not have the physical Im- impairment to VR, I, I just don't think the the VR I, it would be something I would be buying just because of the type of games I would want to play with it that I just don't think justify the investment in the technology right now. Yeah. I mean, and then Will, Will, uh, Will D on our Discord uh, comes in and, and speaks a little bit about, you know, people who have motion sickness and people who have, who have like, medical conditions or medical, you know, um, issues re- regarding that. And he says, um, if you're worried about motion sickness or screen door effect, then the HP Reverb G2 and the newer gen um, hardware uh, will be beyond uh, those problems. Every friend that I ha- that I bring over to check it out uh, finds it to be so much fun. So maybe it, it is not too far off in the future. Maybe now that's the thing that I really that, that I really kind of wonder because this this technology and I'm gonna say it it, it still is in its infancy. Um, and and even though they're making great strides for accessibility to people for for people who have. Um, you know, issues, whatever kind of issues that that makes playing these games either difficult or impossible. Um, I am hopeful that in the future, um, when it's when it can be more integrated, it will be, you know, a, a lot more accessible to folks. Now, I'm not talking about Ready Player One type stuff, but but um, but I do think that this is going to be a real, you know, a, a, I think the the future of of um, VR looks to be good and 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 i'm excited for it <clears throat> excuse me I, i'm like my i hit puberty my, my i'm kind of excited for it so so um, um are you yeah, are you tempted ahead. to check out your oculus that you have in your house or have you or i i actually have not uh we don't have many games for it and that's 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 by design because i've been really kind of you know letting paul you know, play with that and, and have fun with it. So it's not, it's not so much that it's like his or mine, it's both of ours, but he's really taking, taking a shine to it. And I don't think he wouldn't care. He wouldn't care if I went on and played a game or whatever, but I've really kind of like given, you know, given him the space to explore, you know, he has, he has some really good friends that he, that, that he, that he plays golf on there with. And, and uh, so he's, he's been playing tons of golf with it. And so he is definitely, um, He's definitely uh, uh, gotten used to it, or, or 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 really enjoys playing it. So I've definitely give, given him the space to do that, and I really haven't uh, taken it upon myself to play it. Uh, to me, I'm not really a, a VR person. I like looking on a screen. You know, I like, you know, um, I, I like, and I, and I hate to use this word traditional gaming because all game, there's no. I don't know if that's right or not, but but I I like how I interact with my games at the moment. So so I'm not against it, but I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, if a game was to pop up that I really wanted to play in VR, then I probably would like that like that VR RPG or VR um, MMO. That I mean, that seems kind of interesting. So um, so we'll we'll see what happens. So um, so if, with. If that concludes our uh, conversation, uh, thank you so much for everybody for you know coming in. Thank you so much, uh, Will, for for coming in and you know giving us your expertise on VR um, and 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 sharing your knowledge with us. That was that was really fun. So thank you so much for for doing that. Um, so the 
the next question, and this was uh, spurred by um, uh, by the announcement, and we're going to talk more about this a little bit later uh, in our in our vessel line and new sections. Our vessel line and new section uh, was talking about Bethesda's announcement about uh, ex- its exclusivity uh, with Xbox, and my thought or, or my question is. What is your thought about this? Is this good for gaming? You know, it, like, like, what is your basically? What is your thought about this? Like, is this a hardcore, like, power move on the on the on the um on the um uh in, in the horizon? And I know that we we have a little bit of conversation about it. But I wanted to hear you know, like more. I wanted to bring this out there, you know, and say like, is this a good move? Is it a bad move? Is it, is this making you want to buy uh, an Xbox? Is it making you want to get Games Pass? You know, let me know. What is your thoughts about this? Because this is a big deal. Like this is this is really kind of you know coloring my thoughts about about because I'm a huge Bethesda fan, and so I'm just like, you know, is it is it worth it for me to, to do this? And I just wanted to hear other people's thoughts. And we have a little bit of comments about that in our, in our vessel line and what's been discussed on discord, but I wanted to bring it out to the, to more folks. So uh, please take the time, you know, answer on Twitter, join our discord, uh, talk to us on discord, uh, send us, send us stuff on our vessel line. All the contact information will be at the end of the show, but that's it for me. So I'm turning it back over to Kev. Well, all right. Thanks for the thanks for the main event, Des. So our next topic on the docket, the next the next issue on deck, and we're kind of combining our news and our vessel line because the two overlap substantially. So uh, Trader Joe is going to be is going to take the mic and mention the news, and I will be uh, doing color commentary with our uh, uh, Discord. Uh, comments because a lot of this stuff kind of overlaps with the news this past week so trader joe you got the mic all right thanks kev okay and as des alluded to in the main event yeah um there was a finality to the merger between microsoft and zenimax and so uh, they had a uh, Bethesda roundtable uh, with you know Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, and all the wonderful cast of characters from Microsoft, including Matt Booty. You know you got you know Todd Howard and uh, Pete Hines on there, and so they made uh, an announcement during the roundtable, and Phil Spencer basically made a statement uh, indicating uh, that um, this is the statement. I'll just read it verbatim here. Um, now that everything's official, we we can begin working together to deliver great games to everyone. This is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studios team, a commitment we have to our Xbox community with the addition of Bethesda's creative teams. Uh, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Games Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to PC and Xbox players on there. So he basically did go into a little bit of detail saying that they're going to um, honor any pre-existing um, agreements that they had. So, cause obviously we know that uh, they have 
uh, prior to this merger, uh, Bethesda had some exclusivity for Ghostwire Tokyo on the PlayStation 5, as well as Deathloop on there. And so um, they're going to honor those two. Uh, they also alluded to the fact that if the game's pre-existing on a platform and you know, they have a couple of um, you know, MMO multiplayer type games, including Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 that I believe are going to remain on it. But I think the one thing that he was emphasizing that these games will be exclusive to Games Pass. He didn't really say they're exclusive to PC and Xbox players necessarily, but will be accessible for uh, where on platforms where Game Pass is accessible. So that's the kind of distinction. I I think in all this, but everyone's trying to poke holes in this. Uh, what was the Discord popping off on this? What were the comments on this, Kev? So we had a couple of comments regarding this issue. Uh, starting off, we had Will D and his commentary. He said, I can't blame them, but as long as they release on PC, then I'm good. And Gerald's response was, they will be on PC, so no worries. Um <clears throat> uh, Next up, we had Gerald, and he had posed a question regarding the games coming, and he said, who's excited for Bethesda and, and Xbox living in the same house? Maybe this means more content for Fallout 76. And uh, I responded, actually. I said, I'm going to have to see what develops. The last game under the ZeniMax Bethesda umbrella that I enjoyed was Wolfenstein. and Didn't dig the sequel. Most of their games don't resonate with me. Maybe Starfield. Uh, and, uh, that's kind of sort of where I am with, with regards to the Bethesda, uh, the, the ZeniMax, uh, Microsoft merger here. I, it, it, it just, it, I'm just going to have to see what develops. And also I don't for a second think that, you know, the, a lot of these games that are coming up the next, um, What's that one where you fight the dragons and the it's the Middle Ages and Des Elder you Scrolls? played it a lot. El, is Elder is it Elder Scrolls or is it the they have another one that has you, you could do like the the dragon yells. Oh, uh, Skyrim. It's Skyrim. Elder Scrolls, okay, but it's okay. Skyrim. That was the Skyrim. last one they had. Uh, the next the next Skyrim is going to be available on all platforms. The next Elder Scrolls is going to be available on all because and the reason I say that is because this is Phil Spencer we're talking about. Phil, Phil wants to. It, he don't care where you play. <laughs> I mean, this is the same. And I, I mean, and again, I have to go back to his flip flop record. This is the same guy that told people that who invested in Xbox, who were disappointed in what happened with Killer Instinct and the aggressiveness of Sony with regards to the fighting games, niche as it may, as that segment of gaming may be. He got up and he said, we will make that up to you. My question is, did he? No, he didn't. Phil's going to say what, what's going what's to meet the, 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 the time and place and the needs for the company at that time and place. I don't think for a second that Starfield's not going to release for PlayStation. I, I, I'm, it, it, I'm just going to have to see it before I believe it. So... Game Pass is the product. It's not Xbox anymore. Um, Game Pass is the product. And notice of the wording, Game Pass, Xbox, PC, Game Pass will be the best place to play. 
which in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, timed exclusives, a year or more, maybe some content that's not available, that won't be available when these games release for PlayStation. Um, obviously, Game Pass is part of your subscription. So yes, if you if you have access to Game Pass, then sure, you're going to your those games will be best played um, on your PC or on your Xbox. But trust and believe, Starfield and Skyrim and Elder Scrolls are going to be on PlayStation, and I'll believe that until. I see those games on the store shelves uh, a year or two out from their initial release, and there's still no PlayStation copy available. That's the only time I'll believe that. I agree 100% with what Kev is saying. It, there's there's too much money left on the table for them not to for them not to allow uh, PS4 people to or PS or PlayStation people to play it. It's just there's just too much money left on the on the on the table and Mr. Phil's about, about that check. So he ain't about to let no money's, you know, escape. Yeah. Sorry. So, so now all, the, all these Xbox guys that are cheering exclusives, are they in sales now? Because, um, do, do exclusive now matter? Because they see, they seem to only matter when, when, when Sony has them. I, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to keep, keep the narrative straight in, in my own mind, because it's like, Okay, some of these same cats that are talking, well, you, you, you PlayStation guys are having are, are having heart attacks over, you know, days gone coming to PC, you know, just you know, spread the love, spread the love, and now, and now you know they're interpreting Phil's word as as gospel, and act and him actually <laughs> meaning whatever he says, and they're saying they're thinking that hey hey we we got X, Xbox got exclusives so so exclusives matter now. Which, in my mind, means that they've always mattered because that's the, it's part of the determining factor of why you go with product A or product B, or you see value in both product A and product B, and you make plans to purchase both of those products because they they meet they both meet a need different, but part of what you expect from from those from those products, if that makes sense. So it's just like it's like back in the day, you know, ColecoVision brought the arcade home. You know, Atari uh, VCS just had a, a a ridiculous abundance of games, and Intellivision had super creative games that could that could only be played with the utilization of that funky uh, 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 pain-inducing controller that that they put out. Mm. And they also were the first com the first console that that implemented voice in their in their game. So each of those consoles had a purpose, had an exclusive function, had exclusive games that made them de desirable. But but now because we live in 2021 and everything is, you know, this amorphous, all encompassing kumbaya nonsense when it comes to gaming, all of a sudden, you know exclusives only matter on on one side of the fence or the other so i'm just trying to keep the narrative straight so you know from one incel to another <laughs> to y'all out there you know i i'm just trying to i'm just trying to keep the keep the story straight in my own head uh for me i know i've been quiet but i just want to kind of let you guys fill out uh, it doesn't bother me too much. I'm I'm really thinking that uh, this is probably going to be where the line is drawn. You know, I hate to say it, but Phil Spencer hasn't 
stated anything. I mean, basically, he's flip flopped so many times, he might as well be a damn fish for God's sake, you know. So he's a flapjack. Like, he's a corporate I, flapjack. Yes. <laughs> you know, because it's like he's commented before. And so is I mean, Jim I, Ryan, by the way. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> he gets. He, he gets that that label too. But I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, uh, it's okay. No, I mean, I've seen him to where he's made comments in the past, like, oh, no one cares about 60 frames per second. And uh, he's made comments saying that Microsoft still supports VR and so on and so forth. And uh, nine months ago, he was making statements saying that, you know, he, he is supportive of games not being exclusive, you know, meaning that uh, he feels exclusivity uh, hurts the industry as a whole. And so it's like, you know, it's funny that, you know, when the shoe's on the other foot, you're going to make comments, but, uh, you know, I think if they're going to draw a line in the sand and just let everyone know that these games are going to be mostly exclusive, that uh, hopefully we could kind of adhere to what they're going to do. And so it's going to affect some people. We're going to talk about it next week in our main event as far as uh, different people's opinions on it. You know, and for me, uh, I have an Xbox. Uh, I have an Xbox Series X, so it doesn't matter to me. I can play those games there. I have no problem playing my exclusives on the platforms that they're on, and so it's not going to really bother me on there. You know, and I have no vested interest <laughs> whether Microsoft recoups all the money or whether they're going to use the investment to hopefully lift up Games Pass because I found find it funny that they're not even talking about. Xbox, they're just saying they're exclusive to Games Pass, so they're making Games Pass above and beyond Xbox. So, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah, if they could slap uh, Games Pass on uh, on Nintendo and Sony platforms, they would go and do it. They don't care. You know, oh, yeah. So. yeah. On it, but, yeah, no, no harm to me as far as that whole thing. So, on here. So, I, I think in a way, it's good because at least xbox have some games that they can look forward to as far as xbox fans out there on there so i mean if they really truly Finally. like bethesda games <laughs> that's fine it, you know to me a bethesda game is way better to look forward to than grounded or like bleeding edge or something along those lines so, <sighs> yeah. you know and to me it, anything that lifts up the industry is is, is fine by me whether Lifting up the industry by excluding these games from PlayStation gamers, that's <laughs> neither here or there, you know. I know some people were commenting and saying that Sony needs to invest in a Western RPG uh, developer because it seems like uh, Microsoft has, like, both, what, Bethesda, uh, uh, Obsidian, and then also uh, In Exile kind of honed up, and so they got that corner, that certain genre of the market uh, kind of cornered <laughs> in a pit as far as getting those games on Games Pass. And so I know, Des, you're a particular fan of that particular uh, genre, at least like the more Western RPGs. I mean, I, I think maybe Sony should come up with some sort of, uh, maybe buy the people that developed uh, Divinity and Divinity 2. And they're working on Baldur's Gate right now. I forgot. I think Larian? Like, yeah, Larian. Yeah, maybe that's your tip for chat right there. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I mean, I, I think this is big news. Like I said, I think this is big news for them. I I want to see where it goes. And again, we're gonna definitely talk more about this uh, next week on our main event. So, um, and again, just to plug the main event, we're we're def we definitely want to hear your thoughts about this. You know, so 
Okay, and just kind of play along as far as in the news, uh, there is a couple other announcements related to this. Of course, uh, once the announcement became final, um, they did bring out 20 games for Games Pass, all Bethesda games, including Dishonored, Dishonored 2, uh, some prior old Doom titles, including Doom 1 and 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal. Uh, you got some Fallout games in the mix, so Fallout 4, New Vegas. Uh, Prey is back on Games Pass. Rage 2, and as far as the Elder Scrolls games, they got Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim back onto the service as long as ESO Online, Evil Within, uh, Wolfenstein New Order, Old Blood, and Young Blood on Games Pass. I mean, uh, and you know, I, I just think it's cool that these games are on the service, but it's like, you know, a lot of these games are also on PlayStation now and available other places. Um, I was making comments too. You could go get these games at your local GameStop literally for like some games for five bucks, you know? So yeah. granted they're things to play. And if you have not played them, uh, some of the games are quite worthy. I know Gerald loves Fallout 76 as we do tell on there. I'm still tempted to fire that game up and give it a shot. Just the, you know, see what I've been missing, quote unquote. But, uh, you know, any reaction to all these games being added to Games Pass? Any desire to fire up your Xbox Diz? Um, no, because I've already played them all. <laughs> yeah. Or the ones that I've played, I've, or the, or the, or the ones that I've wanted to play, I've already played them. So this is, this is only to appease their, um, their, uh, their fans. So, and people who have, um, waited years um in order to play these games so good for them i guess but i i this this news does not make me want to run out and buy games pass so gotcha and another thing too they did state that some of these games are going to get the lauded fps boost treatment uh dishonored definitive edition skyrim fallout 4 fallout 76 and prey will get an increase from 30 to 60 frames uh on xbox series consoles on there so which is cool uh, I love the fact that I wish Sony was a little bit more proactive as far as their back compat stuff. Uh, I know Fallout 4 and Skyrim, you can play in 60 frames a second using mods on there, but, um, you know, any improvements is quite fine by me. I mean, I like I said before, I own an Xbox. I know, Kev, you're going to be buying an Xbox pretty soon, <laughs> you know, once you're able to secure one from GameStop. And so... You know, I think FPS boost, especially on the back end, if you want to play old games, and that's a caveat. I know, Kev, you'd probably say you're not buying the Series X to play old 360 and Xbox One games, right? That is not why I, that is not why I'm, I, I buy a console. That is not yeah. – it, it's great that I can, yeah. and it's great that both of these console and, and the consoles offer backward compatibility benefits. Um, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – I'm not going to – put that that caveat on on Sony just from my perspective because if if they just if they would have just said look we're, you're going to let you play these games where we may give you some benefits here and there depending on the title depending on what we how we work our with our partners you know I I'm gonna give them a pass because I don't buy a console to play old games it's great that I can do that it was. It's important that I still be able to carry my PS4 library forward into the PS5. That's important. Um, but I, if if I don't care that there may not be seen be 
have be be seen as aggressive in the backwards compatibility space as the Xbox is because right now old games is all that's really Xbox has going for it right now. And I mean that's just the way it is. Yeah. Hear you on that. All right, so I think we've talked enough about Bethesda, Xbox, and all that business. So uh, next thing we're going to get to is um, Capcom has announced a Monster Hunter Stories 2. And uh, basically, they have announced it's launching worldwide on July the 9th. It's going to be coming to Switch and to Steam via, you know, that's kind of crazy that steam's involved with this but the new trailer gives us a new look at the story focus games narrative as well as teases at the new features of the game as well you know obviously with the prior game in the series you control a custom monster rider a child of the legendary rider red on there and then you're able after rothalos disappears from the world players must uncover the truth behind a mysterious prophecy centering on the wings of ruin gotta love prophecies <laughs> of course, it keeps all those RPGs rolling. So I'm a ten-year-old boy, and I must go on a prophecy. Of uh, sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna have to go to di- various Can't destinations. To <laughs> Where's your mom and daddy? Hell, Can't I'd rather do school. that than go to school. What are you talking about? But I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna have to go in and hatch, train, and raise your own party of monsters on there. You need the abilities of your beastie buddies to help reach out of reach areas, traverse environments, and locate treasure. A combat's going to be turn based uh, on there. Uh, so, and this is like the first Monster Hunter stories in that aspect on there. And you do have kinship attacks uh, when you partner up with your monster friends to do attacks on there. So, there's supposed to be co op multiplayer quest, and we'll elaborate on a later date on here they announced a deluxe edition of the game uh, on there so they have some armor sets some nergagante inspired hairstyles i guess <laughs> a, a, a coat outfit for your wyvern companion and the two outfits uh for your pookie pookie and nergagante uh, i guess uh costumes and two sticker sets for your companions as well on there so and they did announce also uh three amiibo uh, for exclusive to the Switch, of course, and those are going to be exclusive to GameStop. And so I've been kind of waiting for this actually to be physically announced because GameStop doesn't have the Amiibos or the game up for pre-order yet. No one does at the moment. But uh, Des, I know you're the one that out of the three of us that played Monster Hunter Stories almost to completion. Probably Fantastic. to completion. Yeah. No, I didn't play it to completion, unfortunately, but it is a fantastic game. You should definitely um, try it if you haven't already. It is so good. good Such joke. a good game. I'm looking forward to it, too. I don't know if this is enough for you to check it out or not, Kev, but uh, turn base, I know, is usually oil and water for you, I know. so. No, I'm getting it for my niece. She loved oh, yeah. uh, Stories 1. I bought, it for her. I bought it for her for Christmas, so I'm going to keep an eye on... The Amiibos, because her daddy just bought her. She's got her own Switch now. So she doesn't have to share with her brother anymore. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) So yeah, if she doesn't if she doesn't have this by the time by her by the time her birthday rolls around this summer, uh, Uncle Kevin's gonna have a special surprise for her in the form of uh, 
stories too, and hopefully an amiibo too. Yeah, you have to maybe. I know the Rise amiibos have been hard to find, or at least you had to pre-order them, which I secured supplies for both me and Des, so we think we could have our little toy figures along with our Monster Hunter Rise. Did you already find it? No, no, the Stories Amiibos are not available yet on GameStop.com. They're GameStop exclusive in the U.S., so so I'll keep. I'll continue to keep an eye out for it. But yeah, the Rise uh, Amiibos have been secured months and months ago. So yeah. All right, and another thing I'd like to mention: uh, we talked about this in a couple episodes ago, but uh, there is a. Uh, a nice little Microsoft store listing to reveal more details on the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. And so you figure a store listing wouldn't be exactly the, the most thrilling thing in the world, but they did have a listing for the uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection indicating that all the games in the collection will be playable at 4K and at 60 frames per second on that so and because of that you know basically that should be the same across the board also with the ps5 version as well on there so i just want to kick it over to you kev uh does this make it any more of a like a day one get for you because of the fact that it looks like they're giving some love to these games at least it's a day one get because i'm stupid and i'm and i am a ninja (laughs) gaiden stan so I mean, it, I mean that th- that's just the way it is, you know. And I'll probably get get the Xbox copy of these because that's where I've always played Ninja Gaiden on the Xbox. Uh, aside from uh, the the Sigma games when uh, when my 360 croaked, but you know I always look at looked at these as Xbox games, so I will probably. Uh, more than likely get them on the Xbox. I don't really see them really implementing any um, dual sense specific sensory features. Um, I don't think it's that type of game. So uh, I will more than likely be getting the the Xbox copy of of the uh, the master of this master collection. But yeah, I, you know I can sit here and talk about how how upsetting three is and you know all yada 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 all, all day on two and one and all that so i'm gonna buy them because i'm a stand for ninja gaiden so it is what it is are I, you gonna fire up uh, ninja gaiden three razor's edge on the latest and greatest maybe the 60 frames i probably 4K? will as much as i hate again i'm a stand so oh. when you're a stand nothing you do when it comes to a particular product makes any freaking sense. Nope. So when, you know, I, I, it is what it is. I'm a stand. So I'm going to do everything, everything that I, that, that, that Ninja Gaiden three represents that I, that I hate about that game. It's not going to matter because at some point I'm going to fire it up and I'm going to play through it. And I'm going to bitch and moan and complain about everything it does wrong but I'm going to spend my money on it and I'm going to play through it and to, from beginning to end because I'm a stan. It is well, what it is. <laughs> uh, Fumihiko Yasuda, the head of Team Ninja, said uh, Ninja Gaiden is the origin of Team Ninja's action games. And I hope that not only fans of the series, but also fans of the Neo series will play these games. 
I hope that the day will come where I can provide information about the next game in the series, which I've been continuously saying I want to develop. But until then, please play as Ryu Hayabusa in Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So that will be out on June 10th. So keep an eye out for it. Um, one thing also they stated is that each game will have its own set of achievements slash trophies as well. So you could rack up them achievement points on Xbox, Kevin. You can make that ach- your Achievo score even higher. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and next thing I want to talk about um, is going to be the Outriders demo on here. So we've kind of been talking about this from week to week, but they finally got the demo out with the update as far as motion blur and the motion blur toggle is in. Uh, they also made some matchmaking enhancement and also some performance improvements in cutscenes because there was some things to where uh, some of the um, voice dialogue wasn't matching the um, the characters in cutscenes on there. So, uh, so that's great for me on here and getting that uh, desynchronization taken care of on the audio on there. And uh, one thing to keep in mind and this is just a rumor right now but there's like some um there is a tweet from microsoft games pass alluding to some of the beads in the description of this game so of course a lot of the xbox fan base are getting excited because there might be a promissory day one get for outriders on xbox games pass which if that happens kudos to them but it's like uh you know, I just hope that this is not going to prevent Xbox fans out there from buying this day one just because it's being possibly uh, alluded to as being <laughs> dropped a day one on Games Pass. But what would you guys think if they did secure this game for day one Games Pass release? I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Cap, it's fine. I mean that's the product, right? And if yeah. they if if Microsoft pulls up drops the bag on on uh, Square Enix and they accept the bag then then that's great. I'm still buying it on PlayStation cuz that's I where I prefer too. to play a game like this and I don't yeah. mind paying for games. So it, it they get they get value out of their Game Pass subscription. Um I get value out of playing where I where I for now prefer to play. So um so win win. Good deal. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would agree. I mean, uh, I just think Xbox and Games Pass is probably going to uh, going to be trying to make big moves right now. So good. Yeah, but, I mean, if they're able to do it, I mean, I mean, that's 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 good for them. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I know it's just rumor and speculation right now, and so. All right. Next thing I want to talk about this uh, past week, um, they made an announcement. Dot Emu and Tribute Games, the developers of such games as Mercenary Kings, Panzer Paladin, are working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles side-scrolling brawler. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge uh, will be coming out on there for everything, consoles and PC on here um they had a nice wonderful trailer to announce this uh they actually had mike Patton from faith no more sing the uh, famous theme song in the trailer and with everything that looks uh from this trailer if you haven't had a chance to see it yet it's a four-player side-scrolling beat-em-up so it looks great and 
they talked, you know, obviously this is the same developer attribute games that worked on S Scott Pilgrim. And uh, I think this game is right up their alley, in my opinion. They have, do great work. They do great pixel art. And uh, I think this is like a um, match no made in heaven. Yeah, know. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So, I'm so here for guys it. Opinion I'm, for I, it. I think it's going to be fantastic, and I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. You know, it looks great. It's four players. Yeah, it looks like it has a lot of. It looks like it has a lot of personal. Uh, a lot of personality. It's a humor. Yeah, I'm. I, I think it looks great, I was, especially after I saw that. Because at first I was kind of like, okay, you know, because it was just a cartoon at the beginning, you know, and and they redid the opening cartoon and everything, and I was like, oh, this is nice. Okay. You know, uh, so, so okay, this is cool. And then when the Axie started showing the pixel art and the fighting, I was like, oh, okay, now I see it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I guess uh, reading about the story about this game because what happened, Nickelodeon approached Emu because they like the fact that they've done with this games like Wonder Boy, Dragon's Trap, and Streets of Rage Four, and they jumped at the chance as far as tackling. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but when they were kind of mapping out the idea for the game, they were um, informed that I guess Tribute Games have been trying to harass and solicit to work on the TMNT franchise since 2010, like after they wow. finished up Scott Pilgrim on here. And they made a mention, uh, this is from Tribute Games co-founder Jonathan Levine. He said, we're always, uh, we're super persistent. Like if you're going to take on one of your IPs, I want Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Every time the topic was brought up about us taking a project, I was always say, "Well, I really want to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." So, and this is them talking to Nickelodeon about it, I guess. So, <laughs> and so this is how the the uh, Tribute Games and Dot Emu kind of worked and formed this partnership to, uh, you know, knock it out of the park on this thing. So, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it's probably the first new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to look forward to in quite a bit of time. In a very long there. time. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because I know that Activision game came out about, I think, four or five years ago. Was that any good? Did any of you guys play it? The one that was developed by uh, Platinum? I played it, and it was not good. I yeah. can't remember it. Definitely the B, definitely the B team or C team did, did that game. <laughs> It was kind of trash, um, which is unfortunate because it had it had the the it was promising um, in the in the promotions that I watched leading up to the game's release. But man, the implementation of it was just ugh. Yeah, I heard okay. it wasn't all that great. I mean, they they had the formula to knock it out of the park, and they did. They not, did. So, yeah. They did not. All right. All right, and then last, uh, my last news story is about a game uh, that one of us, Kevin, that uh, you know and love, Maneater, um, is getting some hints about DLC. So um, they basically had some cryptic Twitter uh, messages on here uh, that are kind of hard to decipher. And so they basically put down some information, I guess, uh, during shark week and uh hmm. putting up some fonts there kind of weird in, in reference but basically uh looks like they're gonna have a subsequent announcement for some dlc for manhunter on there and we did have some back and forth about manhunter on the discord and kev i don't know if you want to go and talk about that 
Sure. So, um, uh, Gerald asked, still waiting for this game on Steam. What's taking so long? And I mentioned that it's an Epic Store exclusive on PC. And I, he responded, it's on Steam, saying coming soon, but it's been a while. Not sure when, though. And I, and I asked the question, why not just get it on Epic? Are there problems with that storefront? And he responded, no, not really. I, No, not really. I will have to buy it from Epic Store then. And then Trader Joe came in with a link, one-year Epic Store exclusive. You can buy it in late May on Steam. And Joe responded, yeah, see, I knew it. So it was just, you know, I get, I guess it was just a matter of where he would have preferred to pick the game up from. Uh, the reason I asked about the Epic Store is that I, I, and I can't pin it down. I keep hearing that there are some issues with the Epic Store. I don't know if it's security. I don't know if it's, uh, there, there were some issues with how they're, how they are corralling content. I do know that every month they release uh, indies for free or a indie or two per every month for free for people Actually, that, that have Epic. They, or... they release a game every week. A game every least, week? Oh, okay. At least Thanks. one game every week. I queue, up, I queue up Epic, even though I haven't really played too much yeah. on the platform. But yeah, I got a nice library of games. I know all of us do, but... Uh... The big issue is just people wanting on Steam and they hate all these money hat exclusives on Epic because they just want to play under one one storefront. But, uh, you know, they look at achievements, I guess, on Steam and uh, knowing that uh, they have everything under one store, I guess. Uh, you PC fans out there, if you have any comments about why you care for Steam over Epic or what the big deal is, definitely let us know. You know yeah, I'd like real. to know. Because that sounds yeah. awfully console. That's that sounds kind of console-ish. I thought the the beauty of PC gaming was that you bought games where you wanted, and I mean, Epic is Epic is doing is making their storefront as appealing as possible by securing exclusive deals on upcoming or of uh, existing content and upcoming content. I mean, that's what you do, right? You want it. You want you want people to come to your store. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought there was something something deeper than that. Uh, but apparently it's just, you know, hey, I just I'm, I'm just used to steam, uh, at least for a certain uh, for a large number of these people for of folks. But, um, you know, you can't blame Epic for wanting to make their storefront as appealing as possible. I mean, they want to make money, too. And uh if securing exclusive content, which is a very console-ish thing to do, which I just find very ironic, uh, if that's how you do it, and if it's working for them, you know, free market that that that's how that's how things get done, and that's how you make your storefront in this Steam-dominated um, uh, sphere. That's that's how you do it, I guess. So, I mean, they've got the money. Yeah, I can't be mad at him. Yeah, I I, I can't be. <laughs> you know, I was wondering, I just get on Epic, you know. But uh, yeah, 
But uh, we'll look forward to the new Manhunter DLC. I guess I was reading a little bit more while we were talking about Epic about what the deal is. And I guess there's a character in the game called Trip Westhaven. He's the producer of the fictional Shark Week uh, documentary that's in the game. But basically the whole thing that's on the Twitter account right now is he's taken over the Twitter account because he can't get his actual documentary on the fictional network in the game <laughs> on here so so he's taken upon the internet to you know basically he's uncensored and wanting to do what he wants to get this information out there and i don't know what that means to you is he is this trip west haven pretty uh, humorous kev uh it's pretty it's pretty humorous i think the real humor of the game because i've i've played it from beginning to end I think the real humor in the game comes out in the cutscenes, with the the named uh, your your named opponents, particularly like I can't, his name is escaping me, the uh, the Bayou Pirate or the Bayou the Bayou Shark Hunter. That's really where the real humor, <laughs> I think, lies. Because I mean, every time you fight this guy, this shark takes a piece a body piece of away from him you know first it's his arm then it's just his leg and then and it is just hilarious you know and the next time you see him this dude is like <laughs> you know it's almost like a a walking parody of how how much is what how much is how much revenge takes from you as opposed to what you get you know, in return for, 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 in return for it. So it's kind of a parody or, um, or an, an analogy in some respects, but it's also very humorous. And the, the shark week commentary that the guy does is, is kind of funny too, but I think the real humor comes in with the story-based cutscenes that come in and he, he's, he's involved to a certain extent on some of them, but I think that's where the real humor in the game falls good deal well we'll look forward to that announcement we'll probably talk about once it's finally released on there and if you didn't grab it on ps plus i know the ps plus didn't have the ps5 upgrade i believe so it's it's a point that uh you could get the game for cheap it's like i saw recently it was on walmart.com for like 1993 and you could basically play down your series x or s or on also your playstation 4 or 5 on that so mm -hmm. and we'll definitely talk about the epic steam stuff a little bit more next week maybe make it a point of discussion but definitely let us know with a comment via email at gamingvessels.com or um, you know through the discord about that whole thing so you know i was checking my epic game store account i have 144 games on my damn epic game store account <laughs> i've not bought one game i have not purchased one game wow. oh so this uh, is all free? all free games yeah oh wow yeah Granted, that's nothing, you know, there's a lot of games in my back catalog on either Games Pass or PS Plus, but there's some definitely games I don't have on any other platforms there. there. So, you know, if you want to play games, hey, you know, uh, Epic, keep an eye on it, especially if you play on the PC side. It's like I queue them, queue them up every week. They have so, one to two games every week. So. Oh, is this like, I thought this was like the Epic, oh, sorry, the, the Humble, Bumble, Humble Bundle stuff, but this is actually just free games yeah. Yeah, they just give free games away, and you don't have to pay anything or do anything. They just give them away. That's it. So, yeah, as long as you have an Epic Epic Game Stores account, yeah, every week, every Wednesday or Thursday, they put a new game up. So, That's I have cool. one. So cool. Yeah. 
Okay. All right, and that's news for this uh, episode, gentlemen. All righty. So, contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you'll want to use if you've heard something you want to respond to. Or if you would like to be on our show to get your opinions about gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account at gamingvessels individually. We have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at shownuff 71 That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation, I am shownuff 7 Same spelling with the number 7 at the end. On uh, Xbox, I am shownuff 71 Same spelling with 071 at the end, although I do not have an Xbox at, the, at this time of this recording. Uh, on Steam, I am shownuff 71 same spelling as originally. And again, I neglected to bring my Nintendo friend code, so <laughs> hopefully at some point I will throw that up. Um, and really the only game I'm playing on there is, um, when I can, uh, is Age of Calamity. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, Persona 5 Strikers has the lion's share of my gaming attention right now, so... <laughs> it is what it is. But Trader Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? Uh, they could get me on Twitter at Joe Fungul, J O E F O N G U L. Uh, Steam and PSN, it's Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. Xbox, uh, same spelling, Kamunagara, 6995. And my Nintendo friend code is 4712 5953 Dez, where can folks get a, get a hold of you at? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. And you can find me on PSN and Xbox at Nemo Tigger N E M O T G G R. I do not have my friend's code either, but I will put it in the outline for next time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, and don't forget to follow us on Spotify and switch on notifications to get informed of new episodes released as soon as they come out. So, folks, that is going to bring episode 117 to a close uh, for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, and for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, and a.k.a. the... Um, Gamer Gaming Stepdaddy. Step <laughs> no, no, not Gaming Stepdad, no. I love you, Joe. It's okay. No. <laughs> this is Sean off 71 signing out, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace, and we out.